0: Back to another episode of "Money Beyond Borders," where we explore money and its many frontiers. Today, we're going to begin exploring other household finances and how others around the world manage their finances and how they are able to accomplish the things that they value in life and have their finances planned out in such a way that they can accomplish those things. So I have here today Oja and Dimitri, a lovely couple. French couple who live in London, and we'd like to hear how they came to be in London.
1: So my name is Olivia, and I moved to London uh, for work. I found a job uh, in the buying industry uh, in the company, you probably all know, called Wayfair. My background is very, I would say, uh, normal. I did a business school, um, traveled a lot, uh, Canada, Italy, Germany, uh, United States. So um, those studies, and then I worked in Paris for three years, four years, and I moved to London and it's been now five years. And um, my husband joined me when we first met, actually, after we first met.
2: Uh, My name is Dimitri, so I am uh, Olivia's husband. Uh, My background is uh, aerospace engineering. Uh, I live in London since uh, 2018. So... Almost uh, three years ago, uh, I am working as a project manager for a company who makes, which makes um, uh, manufactures trains. And uh, yes, so I'm very happy to live in London. Uh, it's another culture, another uh, work experience, another way of, uh, of, um, working, you know, with uh, colleagues from different backgrounds. So
0: it's very interesting. If I understand, it was love that brought you to London. Before you, you weren't in London.
2: Yes, correct. So I, I, I actually uh, came to the UK uh, to be closer to Olivia. So I started to work in uh, Cambridge uh, in a um, company, a uh, uh, military aerospace sector. And then uh, as soon as we got married, I joined Olivia in London and I found my uh, second job uh, in the UK in London.
1: Yes. So the, the, the funny story is that I met Dimitri. The day before moving to London, the night before moving to London, actually. We met in a, at the a party and, uh, and I thought, oh, what a nice guy, but we're never going to see each other again. <laughs> Too bad. Um, and, and how wrong was I?
0: <laughs> I know this is very intimate and you know, it's personal finance. It's not corporate finance. It's how do we, you know, as individuals who, who love and, and have families and try right, to have a career and have meaning and like how do we use our finances to enable that i love these stories because it's it's everything it's romance right it's, it's i'm trying to build a career but then i cannot miss the love of my life and so how do we manage that and finances is, is part of how we do that we've got to pay rent we've got to get on the train i've got to find a way to go from cambridge to wherever Odia is you know there's a financial aspect to all these stories that we love to read in bed late at night. So here is personal finance today. Riga Dimitri, and, uh, we're, we're moving beyond the U S. So we're really beyond the borders with money. So I'd like to start off with values, a couple high level questions. What are kind of the top things you guys value in life today? And how do you integrate that in your daily life? so
2: for me I would say there are two very important things in life Um, I would say maybe the first one is family Uh, so how do you want to raise your kids so now we have two kids and um, I think this is one of the most uh, precious things that you you have in your life so it's probably your family um, and you want your family ultimately to to be happy and to live happy and maybe um, another thing I could think of is um, work because you are probably spending uh, one third of your, your time your lifetime at work so you need to be um, uh, you need to be well at work and you need to find something which uh, you know uh, um,
1: brings you up Yeah, I would add uh, something else but it's also funny how your, um, your, your, the things that you value they also change as you live I mean, now I'm, I'm 34 years old, Dimitri's 33, and we now have two children. But two years ago, our life was so different. We were focused on our jobs and family and friends. And now, to be fair, it's very much about family, work, and a little bit about friends, but not as much as it was 10 years ago or even three years ago. Um, so, right now, two children, one two months, and the other one. Uh, almost two years old, we are, it's, yeah, what we value is family, uh, Dimitri's family, my family, and, and yes, work, because we, we spend so much time, as Dimitri said, uh, at work during, during the day. And, and, and when we came back from, we're coming back from work, we're talking about work. So it just, it's, it's true that it's really important to find something that, that stick to your values as well, you know, not just, uh, it's not, not, work is not just something you, you do for a living. It's also well for me. It has to stick to my values and to what I stand for.
0: So we spoke about work, it's a big part of life, a third of our lives. You said, I-, I haven't done the math. I keep trying to make it smaller and smaller, but it, it gets it got bigger. So in terms of you know personal finance, did your family, parents, uncles, aunts, did how did you guys develop or were taught? Hey, this is how you balance mm-hmm. a checkbook, or was it kind of implicit? You did math in school. You can balance a checkbook that first interaction, and I guess, today. How has that changed, too, as you guys got married? So I would say
2: here it's very important to uh, distinguish a little bit between the, um, the European culture and the American culture, which is maybe a bit more uh, entrepreneurial. Uh, so the French culture, or at least in my family or in my um, background, so generally uh, people tend to have um, uh, a job uh, uh, as an employee in a sometimes big companies, I would say, yeah, quite often in, the, in big companies. Uh, and these uh, sort of jobs will provide you security. So you, are, you have a fixed income. Uh, you don't need to worry about uh, you know, uncertainty in the future. So you get a, a fixed contract. Uh, that's what people tend to, to value uh, in European countries. And um, I would say because of that, it's maybe less of a topic than uh, for in some cultures like America, where, you know, the uh, entrepreneurial spirit is much more developed.
1: I agree that the, also the, the, sure that the background, your family, what is, how your family talks about money is really basically how you also talk about money. Well, at least it's where you start. And in my family is maybe slightly different compared to I would say average French family is that my parents uh, were artists and they had the gallery and and then they opened shop in in the in the village where I grew up. So they they already had this very international um, uh, entrepreneurial kind of, of way of thinking. So uh, my parents have always been very aside. Uh, I remember at school my teachers. The, when they saw that, you know, first day at school you, you 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 fill in a a paper saying what your parents are doing, how many brothers and sisters you have, and when I would say my parents, both my parents were artists, my teachers, they they thought I was Cosette, you know, they were like, oh, your parents Cosette in in Victor Hugo, you know, the Miserables, you know, this poor little girl uh, without family and and living in the street because you know, artists, how can people in France live and have a family four girls actually and 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 live you know and 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 raise children properly and so yeah the the teachers they were like oh poor her you need to take extra care of her um but no so my parents had this this um very busy activity being artists and and painting and so the the way they were talking about money and the way they were seeing money money would just come and go, come and go all the time. It was not fixed income, you know, coming. One day it would come, would they they would they would uh, sell a lot of the pieces and, and then two days, a week later, nothing. So the the way, the, the perception of money was to me very, uh, it would not be like working in a company and at the end of Monday I always have this fixed you know income. So for me, seeing money was always kind of a game. Sometimes it comes and sometimes not. But it's just, it's okay.
2: I would say uh, the uh, ideal picture for any uh, European citizen would be to have, um, to, to be probably working for um, quite a big company. So you, uh, you have a lot of benefits. Uh, you get a proper salary and also you have a lot of holidays and you spend, uh, I mean, you don't spend too much time at, at work. So that would be the ideal situation. And that would be what the standard um, European would, or at least French, would, would look for. So we don't have the same, I would say necessarily, uh, we don't have the same perception of uh, risk or appetite uh, for risk as uh, some other cultures.
1: Answering uh, your first question, how do we manage our finance now that we're married? So we're bringing together both of our backgrounds. To be honest, we never really had a talk about it. How are we going to manage it? And I guess because our family kind of come from the same background. I mean, none of our fathers have ever been bankrupt. Or, or we never suffered, both of us, from not having enough money in the family. So we never actually have a proper talk about it because we kind of manage the money kind of the same way, you know. At the end of the month, if we still have money in the account, we did okay during the month. Um, But it's true that I manage money in the couple, and I'm, I'm doing the groceries. I'm, I'm managing yeah the, all the the bills. Uh, so and I'm putting money aside each month. So without even talking about it, we kind of did this naturally, you know. I don't know why. Maybe because I was more interested in in it than Dimitri. Dimitri is more like if you want to do it, fine. It doesn't matter to me. And I was like, well, it interests me, so I'm I'm gonna do it. I think that implicitly this is what happened.
0: Did your parents actually ever sit down and say, this is how you balance a, a bank, this is how you open a bank account at a bank. And this is how money comes in, comes out. Did you ever have some sort of beginning of personal finance or was it kind of, hey, get a big, get a nice comfortable job and everything will take care of itself? How much do you guys proactively save, or hey, no, my butt is, is handling a lot of these things long term, you know, retirement things that in the states we think a lot about, like Social Security in the United States today, it it will it will not be providing retirement for America for from our generation, our generation here, there's no retirement. We pay Social Security, but there's not enough to pay. It's not working. So they started creating new products and and new ways for the American people themselves to invest. But now it's very much personal. It's very on you. Even if you work for a big what, it's like, well, where did you put your money? You are thinking about everything now. Um, Like healthcare costs, it's another example in the States. We pay insurance, but it's still extremely expensive. And so we've had, by living in the States, it's kind of like living through an MBA. Every day is an MBA. Every day is a negotiation. Every day is okay, where's our biggest expense? And so by necessity, because we're exposed to all this, we had to plan. Like me personally and and my wife, Selene, we had to come up with a system. Otherwise, we'd be like, wait, money is flying out quickly, but when, what what day of the month, and from all these different sources. So as my parents, they had one checking account, and they, hey, if there's money in there left over at the end of the month, it's great. But I also understand how that can get very complicated to manage very quickly. Like if you start buying a house, a car, and you start adding debt, right? Did your parents have a talk about personal
1: finance? I just remember my dad telling us that uh, we shouldn't have any debt. I'm, I'm not talking about buying a house, but he said, you shouldn't spend more than you, than you earn. That's a master rule. And, and even more, you should spend a little, but you, at the end of the month, you, you should have enough, enough for just in case there is any issues or so enough so you can put, you know, save in an account and don't touch. And it's true that in France, well, we don't have this, this, this idea that, that money needs to work for you. That's very new to me. I never ever thought about money that, well, that way, you know. For me, money you save it kind of under the mattress, and but no, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I just read read that for that. Well, the idea of that, yeah, money needs to work for you. That's that's very American, and I like it. You know, it's it's true. But uh, but it's just it, in this book there is a lot of um, American way of thinking that are, that are not applicable for me.
2: One important uh, parameter is the um, in France, um, you the I would say the, uh, the, co- the the most common investment would be for you to buy uh, to buy a home uh, as soon as possible. You know when you are young, so it it is usually very common to um, uh, to to, have, uh, you know, to borrow money uh, to buy a home, and then the, so once you have your home, so I mean you are you are completely like settled. Yes,
1: yeah. the biggest investment in your life. And that's it, because you you cannot do any more, you know. All of your money is going in there, and and you're borrowing for thirty, thirty-five years, you know. So I can't. It's such a huge risk. It's a big risk.
2: I can't remember exactly the percentage of uh, of uh, people who actually owns uh, own their 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 own their home, uh, but I think it's quite big in France, and. um so that's one of the the, the, the the most important things. And also, um, the second point I want to mention about is the fact that we uh, do not have uh, probably the same risks uh, as, for example, in the uh, USA, uh, in the way that we do not have to plan for our retirement. Because uh, as long as you are working for a company or that you get revenues, uh, automatically, uh, the government will put money aside for you when you will get retired, and you 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 can be almost certain that you you're gonna get uh, some some money when the the retirement age is, is, is you know is, is here.
1: And same for social security.
2: And same same for health So this is why I would say for for this sort of key uh, expenses or very important expenses, you don't really need to worry about that. Because it's already part of the system, so this is maybe why you know we don't pay so much attention to managing the personal finances as long as your uh, revenues are
0: uh, greater than your expenses. A lot of times in the states, when you retire, you have social security, and you might have pension, some sort of uh, payment from from your company you work for, it's kind of a loyalty. I call it a loyalty program. It's a pension today. That's not a, that's not sufficient today. Um, Inflation, cost of living growing much faster than these pension plans and Social Security can keep up. So, what happens is actually, personally, my dad, um, there is an adjustment each year for inflation, but it's not as much as actual inflation. So, what happens is he's effectively getting poor each year based off Social Security pension that he has. And that he's one of the last pensioners in the States. Now, pensions are kind of very rare, just because they're not solvent, they're very hard to maintain for all the employees. So, that's why I was asking. Me, like, if we retire today, or today, today I'm 60 and I retire. I'm not going to get the full salary I had. The peak of when I was making money, I will never see that again from the government or these systems, from the company I work for and the government. They just won't pay that. Mm-hmm. There's a percentage, is maybe 60, 50 percent. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ready to sell my house, move into a tiny condo, right, and and eat mm-hmm. little TV dinners. But that's kind of the reality of a lot of Americans today retiring.
2: The way it works here is that as long as you're you're getting a revenue, uh, you will be paying taxes on this, or your employer will be paying taxes on this revenue. So, which means that your employer will um, give money to the government so that that they can finance uh, the retirement of the people who are currently retired. And during your whole life, you are financing the retirement of the people who are actually retired. And when the times come for you to retire, then you are financed by the people who are then working
0: in that time. Let's say you're 60 and you're retiring. Oh, all about that. Yeah. Are you getting 60000 pounds? No, no, no. no. It, uh, it's a percentage of, I think, your
2: 20 or 25 uh, uh, best years of salary that you're getting. So it's it's there is a calculation. So you know you're not going to get a full uh, 100% of your your best salary, but you're going to get a certain percentage. And usually, uh, this amount uh, is sufficient for you to have a, a good retirement. If you want, you can also um, you can also um, uh, spare money for uh, what we call a complementary. Or
0: uh, uh, but you are not forced to. today. What are your sources of income as a couple right now, as a household?
1: So I stopped working at Wayfair to start my uh, company uh, in uh, um, consultancy, aromatherapy consultancy. Um, but right now, because I had two children between this project, uh, so I'm, I'm, I have a little revenue from this. And I'm also uh, giving um, French lessons to, um, I'm working for school, um, so for three, four years old. Uh, English uh, children and also for adults I'm giving French lessons. So how like a bit of room here and there but not like a proper full salary?
2: Now I am getting a fixed uh, income from my job so fixed salary uh, sometimes there is a bonus depending on the how
0: much profit the company does in the year but it's not automatic. To track expenses so you have your income do you guys track do you have a budget like how, how do you guys track? Or is it kind of because if you're halfway through the month and you're cults getting smaller, it's you know, you kind of a feeling of, hey, we should be here or not here? So do you have a way of tracking that or a structure in place or, or not?
1: No, no structure at all. But just like you said, I at you know, fifteenth of the month, I'm like, this is where we should be. And if we're not, I'm like, okay, let's what happens? Where are the expenses? Where did I spend too much? Typically in December, you know, you have Christmas and you tend to spend a lot. Um, But uh, yeah, it's just how it's about the feeling actually. Where are we and should we get, should we be, should we, shall we be there at this, at this um, date of month or not? So it's it's not very rational. Um, But we also, we live in London and it's such an expensive city uh, that, I think I'm not very hard on ourselves. Like, if, if we haven't been able to save, uh, let's say, usually I tend to save 400 a month. And if we haven't been able to save that much, I'm like, okay, this, this month was a bit particular. We had a lot of gifts. We, when we traveled or we went back to France quite often, so that's why. But, um, yeah, it's not very, um,
0: structured but i think this is true this is, yeah this
2: this is the uh, right to uh, to say that uh, london is one of the most expensive cities in the world so i would say maybe the the way we live today may be very different from the way we can be living in the future and um, so probably referring to your first question of what are the first things we value in life so I would say that for the time being, we enjoyed quite much being in, in a you know big uh, capital, a uh, big uh, big city like London, uh, because there are a lot of opportunities. So job-wise, but also you know you can do many activities, and this is what we value the most. So because of that, uh, we we are ready. You know we are we are accepting the fact that um, we're going to be making less, uh, you know earning less, putting less money aside. Um, but it's not because it's happening now that it you know it's going to happen also in the future, and I think um the ideal situation would be would be a, a situation where we have you know our own uh, our own home uh, we have uh, correct salary, so we have enough money at the end of the month to do some uh, leisure or some you know activities we like uh, also one of the points uh, which is important you you talked about the um, how do we, you know, manage finance? How do we? So I think uh, in France, especially, uh, we don't think enough about uh, how we want to make money work. How we? Where do we put the money that we have saved? So I think that's an important question. And um, this is true that uh, because now we are, uh, we would like to buy a flat in London. So this is very expensive. Uh, this is not easy uh, because of our uh, the, the situation right now, so we just had a sub- second baby, it's not the right time. But we need to spare money and to put this money somewhere. And sometimes we don't think enough of uh, where should we put this money to make uh, the best value of it. Uh, as you are aware, the interest rates uh, from the central banks are very low in Europe. They are close to zero. Sometimes they are even negative. Which means that if you have a a deposit in a bank, if you have like a lump of money in the bank, savings, you're gonna, you're gonna pay, uh, sometimes you're gonna pay pay just for having the savings in the bank. And that's, uh, that's an issue. And that's something I think we, we, we are becoming uh, more and more aware, especially with the crisis of the COVID, COVID COVID-19, because interest rates are still decreasing. So we, we are aware that, uh, if we leave the savings too long on a bank account, ultimately, you're going to lose money because the uh, interest,
0: uh, because the inflation is higher than you know the, the rate paid by the bank. It ties into the, you said you're saving, there's a little surplus, you have a little margin at the end of the month. Is that what you're talking about, the savings for this flat? And if so, where do I put the money? Not in a savings account that's losing money, but well, where do I put it so that it's actually growing, maybe, or at least keeping its value?
1: Right now, we're trying to, uh, we're looking for a flat to buy. So actually, we can't put this money in the stock market.
2: You need to have cash immediately available. The
1: The money, Dimitri told me that the money we put in the stock market is the money we, we don't need short-term. It's the money we don't need to buy a flat. It's just, you know, a little more to have fun but right now we don't have enough to have, you know, to 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 actually be uh, to earn money from the okay. stock market. But right now we have money. We want to buy for a flat, and it's on a kind ca- uh, on an account with a I don't know what's the what's the rate? Is it two percent or something? Maybe one point five percent. The rate is it's ridiculous.
2: Well, you need to compare oh, to sorry. the inflation rate. So if oh, the inflation right. is officially is officially one point five percent. Um, uh, uh, ish. Uh, but, but the inflation rate does not take into consideration, uh, most of the times does not take into consideration the, uh, the cost of, um, housing. So it means that in reality, the inflation rate is, is probably higher than 1.5. So I think there are two questions here, two considerations. The first one is, uh, how you, you can, uh, how you, 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 you avoid losing money. And the second one is how you can optimize the money that you put that you have in your savings. So that's two different things. And today, because we are, we would like to buy a flat, we need to be uh, in cash. We need to have cash available, which means that necessarily it's difficult to, you know, to put this money in, a, like in a in an investment where it would bring you a lot of interest because it means necessarily that this money is less available. So there is a trade-off to do here. And this is what we are thinking at the moment. So when do we want to buy? Uh, what sort of things do we want to buy? Can we afford to put a little bit of this this, uh, this savings in another type of investment? You know, to have like, just like to be a little bit diversified and not have every egg in the same basket.
0: Along those lines, so you guys are saving for a flat. That's the idea. Are there un- any other major expenses that you guys are saving for or
1: there isn't much room for that because we pay a quite high rent and uh nursery London in London nursery is uh like a, a salary is uh for one child is 1500 a month so pounds. five pounds <laughs> five five days a month five days a week um so
2: probably to 1700 yes. $1, mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah and it's because we only have one salary. It would be much more if we had two salaries. Yes, because it depends. It depends on your income. Yeah. If Dimitri was earning uh, twenty-five thousand a year, we wouldn't pay nursery because we couldn't afford it.
2: But we couldn't live you know, in the flat we are living now. So, UK is the country where you have much less help, oh, uh, yeah. financial help than in France. So, in the same situation in France. We could live with a lower salary okay. because the, the nursery would be much lower. Uh, the rent would be much the, lower. The rent or the rent would be much lower. The rent for the flat. And also, um, these two are the two major expenses. And also we would benefit from some, uh, some governmental help just for the fact that we are, we are, we are having a family. So, you know, so the trend. We are married
1: of, also. We
2: are married. We are having a family. So we would be paying less taxes. Which is not the case in the UK.
1: No, they don't. It so doesn't matter to them.
2: This, this, this spirit of, you know, this awareness of how do we optimize the money? How do we make the best value of it? So we need to be more aware of that. So in the
0: UK, there is regulation uh, for nursery type. So the things that are of family care, there is some oversight. So if you're making a larger salary, they, the state is regulating that they can charge you more. The nursery so the nursery is that public or private
1: Oh, okay. until the child is three years old three four years old yeah you, you pay full and then there is help from the government uh so you pay something like 900 pounds when the child is three four years old but school is free and public school starting at five years old but before that you pay
2: yeah so basically when when you have uh, one child in central london you you you, you, you need to earn almost minimum. So if you have a, if you have a family with one child, you need to earn a minimum of, uh, uh four, four thousand pounds, uh, a, a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to live properly, because you, you, you have the, the rent, for the house, which is, um, I would say around two thousand nursery, one thousand, one thousand five hundred. So you can see that there is not much left at the end of the month. So you need to be, uh, you cannot have a big family in London, or you need to have two, uh, two parents. That's
1: why a lot of people, they leave London after the first child, or maybe the second, because it's too expensive. Well, anyway, people don't tend to, to have more than two children, but, and they, then, they don't have two close children. They have one child, and then they wait usually four or five years, and then they have the second or what a lot of um, British women do they start working for at least a year year and a half um, so yeah it, it really it changes your life really having a child there is but, it, but also what I discovered when having our children in London is that it's not only a city great to live when you're a couple, it's also great for children there, there are lots of things to do for them it's a very child friendly city compared to Paris, for instance, which is not. Paris, once you start having a family, you can have one child. And then once you have the second, you're like, okay, we need to leave because it's no longer great for children. And London, well, on my opinion, it's really great for children. There's lots of things to do. So right now we don't feel like going because we also want our children to, to take advantage of, of what London has to offer.
2: It's a trade-off. So there is more positive in the balance than there is a negative aspect. So. Long as it's the case, we can stay. So we are well aware that uh, yeah, at some point we will have to, you know, to, to have proper size uh, for the flat. Uh, ideally, we would like to have a garden, so we will need to move at some point.
1: We live in central London, and usually people don't live in central; they so they further away. So we we choose to live in the center. Dimitri is walking from from to work from home. So that's also you know that transportation is very expensive in London, and that's something we're not paying
0: If you could, was there another major expense you would say for if you did have the thing you can think of?
1: A car you know, having two children um I mean, we're thinking about buying a car at some point, uh, but not right now because we're in central London, so we don't have we don't to it. we don't need it um, but yeah, it's the kind of expenses that uh, need to be considered
0: and in in terms of health care. Do you guys have costs for that? I know in France, we've spoken about how that is not a concern. Yeah, we pay a lot of taxes, but in France, you don't worry about the cost of healthcare. Mm-hmm. In London, though,
2: no. In the UK, compared to France. So In the UK, the system is, uh, is different. So uh, as soon as you, you get a job in the UK, you get what you call the NI number, and the national, national insurance number. And you are eligible or you, you, you can go to, uh, the GP, general practitioner, for nothing. So you don't pay. You
1: don't pay. It's like in France.
2: Really. It's like in France. Um, it's gonna be though very, uh, very short, uh, very short consultations. It's gonna last for 10 Thanks. minutes 10 maximum. Minutes. And, um, generally, so then you have a prescription and you get, you go to the pharmacy to get your drug and it's, uh, it's, uh, you need 8 pounds, 10 pounds. So that 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 costs nothing, almost nothing.
1: Yeah, it's not. We don't stress about it like we would in the U.S.
2: The the problem is uh, this uh, public system is uh, very much uh, overwhelmed. So there there is a lot of it's very difficult to get an appointment in a reasonable uh, time frame. So if you have something uh, very much um, serious, serious or oh. urgent, urgent. This is not ideal, and what people tend to do, they go to a private GP general practitioner, and they pay much, much more. So this is why. Um, what well,
1: well, is much,
2: much
1: more? I've uh, never been actually. Okay. No, not, I I did like never stick I
2: did a few uh, uh, sessions of uh, physiotherapy, and it was maybe sixty, seventy. Yeah.
1: Uh, and it would cost nothing but the energy. oh
2: no no you would pay uh, from your pocket 60 to 70 pounds because, right? because mm-hmm. it's private now, and you don't get any refund which is not so you can do it you right. can do it but as long as, as 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 soon as it becomes you know serious uh you need to have some um, you need to have some savings you can use for that especially for uh a for, uh, dentist. Um, so if you work for a big company, you have some uh, health schemes, uh, but which are not very uh, advantageous. Yeah, it's so like insurance,
1: you know.
0: It's like an insurance that you pay. Yeah, you, you pay a bit more for. It's never
1: applicable for the thing you have.
0: 100% uh, prenatal. Yeah, well, we define this as 100% prenatal. So there's a lot. It's interesting to hear that in the insurance world, private insurance, we've got the same salesman dilemma where we're we're sold kind of hey we have coverage but hey it's tuesday and oh you went to starbucks right before so we don't cover that condition you know uh, your blood pressure was this range with you know and you had a coffee with and that comes from actuarial work right there's statisticians that they're like okay if you had this amount of if you were doing these types of activities before okay we don't cover that and they put that in the contract so uh, i'm not uh, surprised that you guys have that but that's interesting that you said you did private physiotherapy. You did some therapy. Private, outside of the insurance model. And you are able to pay 60, 70 pounds. It's, that's not cheap. But you're able to get the quality of care that you need. So if you have time, the system works fine. The public system. If you have time and money. If you have time. What? Well, no, in the public system. <laughs> in the private system, yes sir. In the private system though, it sounds like if you need care immediately and something that's not covered by the public system, you need to have money to do that. Okay. So there's this blend of public and private. Public is kind of, hey, cookie cutter, oh yeah, I should get checked up, but I'm not dying to get checked up. But there's still hospitals. So I'm trying to understand a little bit that piece. If like you got hit by a car in the streets, what happens? Do you you go straight to the hospital? Is that the public system? And obviously we can't wait put in an appointment for next month. You're bleeding out. Huh? You just got hit by a, a truck.
2: To be honest, uh, we
0: didn't want to scare ourselves, so we didn't really investigate <laughs> <to get laughs> on this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but we're uh, like, let's yeah. let's try not to make it happen. <laughs> <When> <laughs> I
2: suppose it would be quite, uh, yeah, quite uh, damaging and the
1: I, I I'm not sure, but I think it would be like in France. You would go to the hospital. and It would cost a little, but you would not be in debt, probably speaking. You know?
0: Because we we've had yeah in the states Mm -hmm. it's very true if they find out you can pay or you have the ability to make a payment plan Mm -hmm. most of the rest of your living life you are going to be paying some medical debt Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it's set up Mm -hmm. in the states uh, because there's no real public assistance on that front for anyone who's you know if you're poor in the states right if you're below the poverty level everything's taken care of you have excellent care but it's because they're part of the Medicaid Medicare program so they don't pay anything well because they can't but then middle class they they are hemorrhaged for from so they have private insurance but that's not enough so then they're also paying a bill oh my goodness the middle class is getting poor because of the healthcare system
1: it's the same in France it's the middle class that pays for everyone and I'm not sure it's the case in the UK because um, the 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 difference the differences between classes are very or much higher. I mean, there is a much higher class in the UK that earns a lot and then there's the middle class is not as big as, as it is in France, for instance. In the, the, the spread is bigger,
2: the spread of uh, of wealth yeah. is bigger in the UK. I mean, I've, I've seen poor
1: people in the UK I've never seen in France and I've seen rich people, you know, driving. I see Ferraris every day or two in the UK. Ah, uh, in, right? London, yes. in London, In London. I, I see Pretty cars in Paris, but, you know, not Ferraris like I see. You see gold Ferraris in in London or yellow, you know, like they waking up during the day and saying, oh, which car should I wear today?
0: Your recurring expenses. So in a month, what are the types of fixed versus variable expenses? Like things that, oh, I know, every month this is this. like Subscriptions, Netflix, Amazon. What does that look like?
1: Um so gas, electricity.
0: We we have pre- pretty
2: standard uh, expenses, so basically the rent, uh, we need to pay some council tax. Which are uh, high some invoices like two hundred
1: uh, pounds council
2: The energy, so energy and water. Uh, and then transportation, so but it's less uh, as Olivia said, so because we are not uh, I am not using it uh, for going to work.
1: Transportation is not a uh not, not a big thing for us. But yes. nursery is now. And yeah, it's a good question. Food, we don't even know how much we spend a, a week or a month. And I need to, to budgetize that to kind of see how much we spend. But, uh, but, you know, once, we, if we want to go to the restaurant, we go to the restaurant. We don't even look at our expenses or, you no? Know, can we afford? No, of course. And that's, that's why we, right now we have a comfortable life in London because whatever we do, whatever we want to do, we, we do it, you know, we're not like, oh no, sorry, to, we can't, 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 we can't afford it. Whenever we want to go to France and it's like every, every two months or three months, we go. No, there's no discussion about it. You know, we just go and we go to the restaurant. We go, we don't go often. And also I think we are a very reasonable mm-hmm. couple as well, you know we don't spend a lot in in shopping, we are both very reasonable. One
2: of the costs that we used to have a lot was the cost cost for travel. Yes. Because we went back uh, maybe five times a year in France, Mm -hmm. every two months. Um, And uh, yeah, it's quite expensive because uh, usually we take uh, either the plane or the train, you know, you can go from London to Paris.
1: uh, My train? Uh, so
2: they can be pretty expensive. We need to, you need to more than uh, you know saving. We, we are more uh, trying to, uh, to plan very much in advance.
1: But it's a luxury. We're like we live in we live abroad and we need to share family So there's, we're not going to say oh we're not going because it's too expensive. It's expensive. That's how it is, and we accept it. And it's a luxury we're taking. It's like it's our treat.
0: And on that note too, I, I think it goes back to values. True. Family—that—that's the first one Dimitri shared, and you both. have I mean, that's also why marriage is working with you guys—is your values are so overlapped. It's like, well, there's some things that it, it might be painful, or it might be, wow, this for someone else it could be considered, you know, a luxury, but for you it's it's a necessity. Okay. And so, uh, seeing family is not negotiable, and I feel similarly, so, Selene. So, even though sometimes we feel like we're stretching, and it's unreasonable it is reasonable because we want to have that relationship. That's part of something that makes our lives meaningful. And so that's why we stretch in certain areas where, oh, we don't have to go to the movie every night, but some people, they need to go to the movie every night, right? So it's just the values. Where do we spend those values? And I think what's very interesting to hear too is you have your account. Like we've got credit cards in the States and almost every American has a credit card. You cannot function without one. You can't rent a car. It's hard to book a hotel. Like you can't move without a credit card in the states. But in so in in Europe, and this might also make finances easier. Is that debt is is not something implicit in your life. It's not oh I'm mixing funds. It is very explicit credit. Like in the states, we've got a high. Volume. Every American has credit cards. So they'll buy groceries or go to the movie with a credit card. and then they come home and okay, now I need a budget. Wait, do I have enough money to pay for this? It, it, it's possible that you get in a situation where you're spending money you actually don't have. Very easy. So I think very it's easy. It's not, think in,
2: you're not French. it's not in the mindset of the, of typical French. So you know, French are um, people who historically are very attached to, you know, their, their country, to their home, um, and I and would, they
1: save a lot one of them and
2: they save a lot and they are yeah they save a lot you know to to plan for uncertainty and this is not something which is in their in their habit to 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 get uh you know more and more debt to pay for something that uh they don't have they, they, yeah, they can't afford they, they cannot afford so yeah it, it's not at all in our in our habit so i would say that um As I said in the beginning, one of the the most important things for uh, French people is to have uh, tangible goods. You know, they are not so much attracted. They are, I think, they are, they are, they are a little bit cautious about the intangible things, the things that you cannot touch, that you cannot understand, you cannot feel. Mm -hmm. They are very cautious about that. So I think it's the nature of uh, uh, the French, maybe the European, more in general. Um, Yeah.
1: And also uh, the thing, yes, we don't have any debt. We don't have, we didn't have any uh, tuition fees. We had a little bit, but you know, education, we didn't have to, we paid, but a little bit compared to how you have to pay in the US. So, you know, we start, I started working without having any debt of that kind, you know. So it makes a big, big difference too. But it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing we were talking about in the beginning. How you see money? How do you, in your family, talk about money? And it's, it seems like in France, we didn't talk about it because we didn't have any, debt and it wasn't really a problem and also i think we have well maybe in my family but we shouldn't be talking about money money is a bit dirty you know we're catholic and it's like yes you need money to of course money is important we're not going to deny this but talking about money all the time there's so much more important things in life (laughs) you know so it's like at the end of the month do you have enough money to to live your life yes so, no need to talk about it. There's no need. Yes. And if you want to go on holidays, let's talk about it. Let's see how much we need to say but very rapidly is not the topic, yes. you see. And I think in Dimitri's family is the same. We never talked about it As anything. long as
2: it's not a problem, you you don't really need to, to, to care about it. So, we would sort of agree when, uh, you know, people encourage to um you know to to better manage your finances and and to better think of where you want to invest your money because ultimately uh, it's also um, you know it's also a a political issue you know you you want to have control of your finances uh, you don't necessarily want to leave your your money to a government or to you know to buy some some treasury bonds or whatever so you also want to be you know to, to own your money in, in reality and to have control on it. So I think we should more it, uh, we should spend a bit more of energy to, to dig into the, these things, I think. But ultimately, uh, yes, as Olivia says, as long as the balance is positive, I think that's what matters the most. And um, I would even add that um, because, you know, at the beginning we st- started talking about the values and because uh, I would say for us the values are, um, the, the most important values are Related to, you know, the, the relationships that you have with your family, with your friends. Uh, I would say that it's really important that you can accomplish those dreams of, you know, having good relationships with your friends, your family and living a, a happy moments with them. So, and I would almost say that, um, whatever it takes, this needs to, uh, to stay alive, you know, even if it's, if you need to decrease your uh, lifestyle, uh, to, Uh, Reduce your salary, as long as you you have what matters the most for you. I don't think money is is a big big issue or a big topic. Of course, if you if you are if you are struggling with your daily life because you don't have enough money, that's an issue, and you need to do something about it because it can impact on your happiness. But as long as you are earning enough uh, and you can uh, you can implement new projects, uh, I think that's the most valuable thing. Uh, most everybody thinks
0: it's true we don't talk about money until it's a problem it's kind of like we don't go to the dentist till our teeth hurts yeah, i did that that was i waited too long I have six cavities all well, the listeners need to know that um so i'm taking care of you listeners more than my teeth go to, um, the dentist. go to the dentist i did go i did go and we're taking that you know now i'm being more serious and now i'm making right health teeth care much more i wasn't flossing as much now I'm Flossing religiously very disciplined about taking care of my teeth. It's the same thing with the money. The same things with our finances is now I understand that to have projects, right, for me and my children and their children, it's important to think about money. And it's not a problem until it's a problem. And you don't talk about it until you have to. And I think if we can be proactive and not make it this big, scary, dirty thing, we can teach our children. How to think about money in a way that's not like this dirty thing. But yeah, see, tech complete this X Y Z, if what not, go enjoy life. But it's important, I think, to equip the next generation with the uh tools.
1: And even more, knowing what the banks are doing with our money, and you know, be like, uh oh, excuse <laughs> me.
2: And this is why it's sometimes uh, we have such a different way of approaching things, as we mentioned at the beginning, between Americans and and, and French people. Because, uh, French people naturally, because of the type of society they're living in, the cult- they are living in the culture, they are less exposed. They have less risks as regards to money. Uh, because, uh, you don't need to pay, uh, 20,000 pounds for, for 20,000 euros for, for the education of your kids. So you don't need to plan for it. You don't need to pay, I don't know, 10,000 pounds for the birth of, of your kids. You don't need to plan for it. You don't need to pay to, for your for your health care because you know you you pay it indirectly via your salary or via your revenues. You don't need to plan for it. You don't need to to pay for to save for your retirement because it's part of the 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 way the system is. So everything has a cost, of course. So it's not like free. We we're getting all these advantages for free. Uh One of the or most obvious things is that in France you have one of the highest uh, taxes rates in all the countries in the world. So that's not going you know, uh, without, uh, you know, cost. Cost.
1: Talking about this makes me realize something, is that in the US, they make you very early responsible because you're going to have to plan so much about your life. You're very quickly responsible and you very early talk about money. And I think in Europe, or at least in France, people rely on the state so much. People are less responsible in France, actually. You know, they're like, it's more work. And save and enjoy life. The the state is taking care of the rest. You know the the the, the health and, and children education. People are much more rely on the community and the the, the the state. Whereas in the U.S. they're much more individualistic, but because they have to, they can rely on themselves only. And in France, yeah, it's very much about holidays, you know, and children and and you know that's it. It makes very different people at the end of the day, you know, and it''s, it's I think it's, it's in in France, we're looking at the Americans saying how oh, they talk about money all the time how how rude you know, well, they don't have the, any other choice than than looking at their their money and, and, and how they're going to do when they retire and how they're going to pay for their and how many children they're going to have because they won't be able to pay for their education, and France is more like, "Oh, I want a big family. And you're, we're not thinking about how we're going to pay for their education or health because it's it's taking, it's been taken care of, right
0: up. We we got to the heart of it, guys. Um, now, last thing: is there anything else like I, I put this? You know, I can ask all the questions in the world, but there might be something that got evoked inside of you, something, a question or uh, an answer to a question we didn't even ask that came about during this interview. That sometimes there's some pretty good insight uh, from you personally that you'd like to share before we sign off here? I think the, the only thing I, I would like to share in regards to this topic uh,
2: is the fact that ultimately the way you manage your finances or the way you manage your savings uh, has got an impact on your freedom. So I would not necessarily ask for, you know um, the, the, you know, you have different profiles. You have people who don't care about money, people who care about it. So I think everyone should be free of, you know, uh, having the, their own strategy. You know, if you don't care about money, why would you bother, you know, uh, spending time on uh, putting your money in particular investment or, you know. Uh, but I think ultimately people have to just to be aware of the choice they are making. So if you put your money, let's say, in a in, in a bank, uh, you this money is going to be used uh, by the bank, uh, probably to to buy uh, treasury bonds or stuff like that. And you need to be aware of that, and you need to be aware also that this could have uh, some risks. You know, no, nothing is risk-free. You have risks everywhere, so it's always important that uh, uh, you ask the question: Are you are you okay to accept this risk? And same question for you know when you buy stocks or equities. Uh, same question when you uh, uh, I don't know you, you you invest your money in a in a, in a rental um, you know in a, in a flat to rent to other people. So you need to ask yourself those questions, and you need to be aware of what are the risks versus what are the benefits. And that's the only thing I would say I would um, I would probably advise to people. Um, maybe you care, maybe you don't care, but just be aware of the choices you are making and, and their potential consequences. But Exactly, get educated. But ultimately, the most important thing is, of course, that you stick to your values. That's really the most important thing. And if you, uh, if you try to do things in your life that you love, you're gonna succeed. Because you will be good at this. So, and you don't need to worry about money or anything. You will, you will do, you will push to do whatever you love doing.
0: And you will be good at it, so you will succeed. Well, thank you very much, Olivia Dimitri. And that's it, that's a wrap for today's episode.